Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you're connected from. I want to welcome everyone to another session of Inspired by the Word, Global Times of Devotion with the Lord of ourselves as brethren. And I want to thank esteemed Stomachama for the opportunity to lead today's intercessory prayer. Today, we'll be praying for the proliferation of the church and the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Esteemed family, I'm going to be praying with the scripture, Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, NIV. It says, I tell you that you are Peter, and it is on this rock that I will build my congregation, and the powers of hell will not conquer it. Esteemed family, with this scripture in mind, I'm going to be praying intensely in tongues of the spirit that the church continually enjoys divine increase and growth across every city and nation. I'm going to be insisting that all churches are vibrant in the teachings of the true knowledge of God, filled with the power of, of your Holy Spirit and the workings of the supernatural. I'm going to be standing on God's word. I'm going to affirm that no weapon formed against the church shall prosper in Jesus' mighty name. Esteemed family, can you know me to my coming to intercede fervently for the nation of the world and for the church? Libra knows Oh, 
Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for the position of the child. Libre no zete, libre zemana, zeteli adosha, safatadi adosha, tali adosha, tagadia. Thank you for that which you're doing in nations of the world. Through the church, with the church, limano zeteli agada. Oh, Father, we pray that the church which continuously enjoy divine increase and growth across every city, across every town, across every nooks and cranny of nations of the world. Libre no zete, libre sante, debi adosha, sante, agada. Lord, we insist that all just are vibrant. Yes, in season out of season, in the teachings of the true knowledge of God, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and the workings of the supernatural. Lord, we stand on your word. This morning, has contained in your word, Lord God. He said, you build your church and the gates of hell will not prevail. The church is prevailing in every, in every ways, in every front, in the name of Jesus. There is no restriction. There is no holding here. Oh, Father, I say thank you. Yes, but I will give you praise and adoration for in Jesus' precious name, pray. Amen. And thank you, Sister Makama, again for the opportunity to lead today's intercessory prayer. Thank you, esteemed family, for being part of today's intercessory prayer. Thank you for the changes you are causing around the world. Thank you, esteemed prayer team, for the sacrifice and labor of love. God bless you. Right now, I'll be handing over to the praise and worship team for the next session. Thank you all and do enjoy the rest of the devotion. Hallelujah. Lord, you're great. My soul magnifies your name. I will live my life serving you. Most high God, creator of heavens, glory as grandeur and the ocean's greatness. Hallelujah, Lord, you're great. My soul magnifies your name. I will live my life serving you, most high God, creator of heaven's glory. As grandeur and the ocean and greatness, I bless your name, oh Lord, monarch of the universe. You are clothed in 
splendor and majesty. Hallelujah. Amen. I bless your name. Oh, Splendor and majesty. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit of God. We bless your name. We worship and adore you. We thank you for the privilege of fellowship. Thank you for making us in your image to be like you and in your likeness to function like you. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for all that you are to us. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for strengthening us. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for building us in your word. We give you praise. You are worthy of our praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for 30 days of supernatural blessings. Thank you for the month of harvest. 
Thank you for holding us by our hands and causing us to prosper in all things. Thank you for blessing us in all things richly to enjoy. Thank you, Lord. There's so much to be grateful for. We are indeed grateful. Thank you, our Heavenly Father. Glory to your name forevermore. Amen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. It's a beautiful time of fellowship today, as always, and it's always an honor and a blessing to fellowship with you all. Today is a Tuesday, the 26th of September, and we are going to be reviewing the Rhapsody of Realities together. Thank you so much, esteemed sister Abigail, for the time of worship. And thank you, Bartai, for the time of prayers. Laboring Fervently in Prayers is a title of today's devotional article. It's on the screen and we can review together. Epaphras, who is one of you, a bond servant of Christ, greets you. Always laboring fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Colossians 4 and verse 12. The Apostle Paul cites Epaphras as one always, always laboring fervently in prayers. These two words, laboring fervently, are rendered that way to provide a good understanding of what he actually did and how both words are from the same Greek word, agoni, agonizomai. Can somebody please check um, the meaning of laboring and the meaning of fervently? Please check the meanings and help us post them in the chat room and check them differently and then let's have it. Just a second. Laboring and then fervently. He said both words are from the same Greek word, agonizomai, which means to fight. It means fight. You can read that verse, Thos. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, greets you, always fighting for you in prayers. A question to ask would be, if Epaphras was fighting for them in prayers, who was he fighting against? It certainly wasn't God, as it was God who inspired him to pray in the first place. It's God who hears and answers prayers, so certainly God is not the enemy. Now, the purpose of his prayer gives us an idea of the enemy. His prayer was for the Christians in Colossae to stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. This must be because there's an enemy, Satan, out there trying to stop them from becoming perfect and complete in the will of God. This he tries to do by hindering or attempting to hinder their Christian growth. And this is where I really want us to dwell. I won't share a bit about this. He says, this the enemy tries to do by hindering or attempting to hinder their Christian growth. You know that one of the reasons that we have the tax that we do every day and we ask for accountability in the terms in in in, in the in the terms of um, submitting your scorecards. <clears throat> How many of you have realized that having a scorecard to submit makes you very, very accountable, even if you were tired, just knowing that you have to submit your scorecard you you get to do your tax you get to be more committed can i see your hands or can you leave a message on the chat room i want to know because um we need to understand the adversary that we are dealing with and 
you know that when you know your adversary and you know how your adversary can win or succeed against you or stand against you, you can, as an individual, put structures in place to ensure that he doesn't win. Did somebody bring down the hands? I had some hands up. Can you raise your hands again? Just knowing that you are going to submit a report and you are accountable for your tax for the day. How many of you have observed that it has helped you to be more committed and to stay committed to the things that you need to do? Okay. I just want to confirm that it wasn't just me because... And and as much as oh um okay the days that you didn't submit tax um your reports I'm sure nobody um called you to talk to you anyhow or to beat you nobody um rebuked you and all of that aside the accountability partners who get to be scored um every week on the tax submitted and all of that we don't actually um um accuse anybody or um penalize anybody because they didn't submit their reports but i want you to understand that there are things that the devil wants to do to hinder your spiritual growth and there are things you must do to ensure that he does not stop you and that's why i, I, I often will say and dr kell often will remind us if you follow what we do in inspired by the word you will be fine as a christian You'll be fine as a Christian because we have put structures in place to ensure that you prosper, that you succeed, and that you don't fail, and that the devil doesn't succeed in your life. That all the plans that the devil uses against Christians, against people to stop them from growing spiritually, from prospering, from succeeding, from doing the will of God, it does not work with you. It will not work with you. And it cannot work with you. If it is working, you are not following what we are doing here. And why? And if you are here, you say, oh, I do the tax. I don't submit the scorecards. I don't think so. If you do the tax, why, you would submit the scorecards. But if you are not submitting the scorecards, it means you are not doing the tax. And if you are not doing the tax, you are in trouble sooner or later. You are going to be in trouble. Because the devil is hindering your growth. And if he can hinder your spiritual growth, he can hinder you in every other area of your life. And that's why sometimes you people are looking for um, other pastors, joining other prayer platforms, one prayer platform to another. You are looking for miracles because you are not abiding. If you have been listening to God's greater blessings, I believe that many of you, you have been challenged for a deeper walk with God. You are telling yourself, I must be God's friend. I must get into that place where I am described as a friend of God. Do I have witnesses in the house? You are you, you're already doing all the tasks, but suddenly you listen to those messages and you're like, God, I want more. Oh, I want more. I want to walk in this realm of friendship. I want that is powered by love. If they told you that you get to a place where there's something greater than faith, you leave the realm of faith. You know that even recently, as I attend different prayer meetings, I'm beginning to pick my language. Pastor said, in that realm, 
of the greater blessings. You are not calling forth things. You live where the things are. There's a consciousness. There's a consciousness of abiding. That's where you are. How do you call forth something that is before you? My phone is in front of me. Imagine me calling Pastor Deborah to say, Pastor Deborah, bring my phone. It's in front of me. Do you get it? You're not calling for the blessings. You live in the blessings. Ah, no, God's greater blessings. You know, there are just some of the messages that we can literally pick them. They moved us to new levels in our work with God. Understanding righteousness was one of it. Sons of God, give me, give me your, the list of those messages for you. Sons of God was one of it. Then this God's greater blessings. Oh my God. Oh my God. What are your messages that you know that it changed your place in Christ? It, it, it changed something in your relationship with God. What were your messages? Oh, shalagabala kosalakabaya. Baradagabasatakaya. Brothers and sisters, the life that we've been called to live is not a difficult one. You know, one of the things I've, 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 I've done as a, as a matter of practice, as an individual and as a leader, if something is not working, I don't stay on it. And I've heard pastors say it again. If I'm going to do something, I want to know that it works. That's why when I'm convinced about something, it does not matter how many people come against me. You cannot successfully unconvince me. You cannot successfully destroy me. You cannot do it. Because the, the conviction did not come overnight. The persuasion is not, it's not, it's not based on the corny um, 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 words of men. We have tested this thing. We have seen that it works. We want to do more. You say we should stop doing the one we are doing. And we're telling you that we have not even started. If you are here, follow us on this journey. It is for your own good. Tell me one person that has gone on this journey that does not have a testimony. You are not doing it. You still have so many challenges. You are still wondering if God loves you. We have passed that realm. We have left you. We that are on this journey, we know you cannot unconvince us that God does not love us. We are confident in God's unfailing love for us. We are confident in his choice, his unmistakable choice of us. You cannot tell me that I'm not special, special to God. You cannot tell me that. You cannot even see. I've gone beyond that point where somebody tells me something and I'm depressed. Do I have my, my brothers and my sisters in the house? You know, there were those times when somebody would tell you something and you will go back, you'll be thinking about your life. You are feeling bad. There's nothing you want to tell me. I shall not feel bad. If you correct me, will I be corrected? Yes, I'll be corrected. But I'm not corrected to the point where I'm depressed. No, I move on. I take the correction and I move on. I am confident that that correction came from a place of love. It doesn't matter what you say. I know that God loves me. I know. And we are many in this house. It did not come overnight. There were people here who didn't love themselves. There were people here who were not proud of themselves. There were people here who were not confident in themselves. There were people here who didn't believe that God loved them and who didn't believe that they are special in life. It has changed. 
So I'm talking to somebody, you just joined us or you've been with us in a while and you're still dealing with such thoughts. You're not following us. You're not following us on this journey. It's, the question I ask you is, the path that we're leading you on, is it scriptural? Everything we do here, is it scriptural? You have a right to refuse to do if you find that what we're doing is not scriptural. But our name here is inspired by the word. If you're not inspired by the word, we will not do it. Just know that. And we read the word. You have the word. You have your Bible for yourself. You have the messages. You have the materials. So that you can study for yourself. You can listen for yourself. And you can see for yourself that this thing, they are true, they are real, and they work. Nobody here has put to work the things that we do and didn't return with a testimony. Some of us, our testimonies are too good to be true. That's in the realm, the realm of man. Too good to be true. A few days ago, I was sharing with you a testimony. How I was sent, a company I represent. I was sent to another country to represent them for a negotiation for a company they wanted to found. It, when it came to the time of signing the document, they told me to put my name as 55% shareholder. The trip I went for, I didn't spend any dime. The whole trip cost about $10,000. I didn't pay a dime. I don't, know, I don't know what realm you want to work in. And this is a company that is going to be having investments worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. The first meeting we had, the first amount they're putting into that business, $50,000. The next one is $100,000. And suddenly, God makes me 55% shareholder. And we're telling you to do this thing, you think we're joking. Be there. Continue in your life that you want to live. My challenge has been fighting for my time. Fighting for my time to stay. Fighting for my time to abide. There are so many activities. Is it convenient to do the taxes? Anybody doing it here knows it's not convenient. But we have chosen that rain, sunshine, storm, whatever happens, we will do it. There are days we may not do all the 13 tax, but we would attempt it. There are days you are literally dozing. You are listening to the message, you are struggling with sleep. I was talking to my accountability partner. I told her I got some extra responsibilities. The last one week has been a fight of faith. I haven't slept three hours until yesterday. I hadn't slept up to three hours in one night until yesterday. I'm trying to dazzle, enter into some rows of certain responsibilities that came to me. It's not convenient. So don't preach convenience to us. Early in my Christian work as a, as a young child growing up, my dad used to tell us, he said, Christianity is not as convenient, it is as commanded. And by the way, I'm not telling you not to be sleeping because I'm, 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 re I'm re readjusting my time to accommodate good sleep because God has told us about sleeping well in this house. This he tries to do by hindering or attempting to hinder their Christian growth. Paul describes these demonical forces in Ephesians 6.12 when he said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You think all these people combined together want you to have a successful life. And we're telling you, do things that will put you ahead of them. You say, no, 
I want to see an improved submission of scorecards, especially inspired by the word, because all of you are not in accountability groups. But the Collins, I saw your message. Um, please um, chat me up um, after the meeting. Get my number from whoever referred you to the group so that you can be assigned. These evil forces are the ones darkening the minds of men, swaying them from the path of God's truth. Are you one of them? How can you be inspired by the word and you are still being influenced by evil forces? That want to sway you from the path of God's truth. It's the reason we must fight for them in prayers. Now he's even talking about us fighting for other people. Me, I'm telling you, fight for yourself. If you've not fought for yourself, how do you want to fight for others? Fight for them in prayers as Epaphras did. I encourage you to write down names of people who you might have noticed or heard are not walking in the light of God's word or have strayed from the faith and fight for them in prayer. Pray fervently for them every day and you see remarkable results. Hallelujah. I recently was asked to handle a cell and taking over the cell, there's a lot that it's like building a cell from the scratch. And this thing that Pastor just said is what I did because I've heard him say it again. I've written down all the names of all the people in the cell, written down their birthdays, written down where they live, written down what I want to see achieved in the cell within the next three months. And the, all the prayers, of the all the Pauline prayers, you know the Pauline prayers. These are the prayers I'm beginning to pray for these people. And then as I began, as I began to pray, God, God was telling me, he said, he's going to be giving me people who have, they used to be very fervent Christians, but they walked out of the faith. Some of them still hang around in church. Some of them have stopped coming to church. And he told me he would direct them my way. And he's told me the kind of members he's going to give me for this new cell. Brothers and sisters, I don't know what else you want to live for. If you're not working for God, if you're not building lives every day, if you're not helping people find and fulfill purpose every day, your life is not worth it. It's not worth living. Let God use you for his glory and let your life bring glory to God. I'm way out of my time. I'll hand over, I'll hand over to esteemed pastor in you for the next segment. God bless you. Thank you, my father. That's a good segment. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on where you are connecting from, we are going over to the Bible study segments for today's devotion, and I will first start with the Rhapsody of Realities. Praise to Lord. Colossians 4:12. Ephesus, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluted you always, laboring fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. 1 Timothy 2, 1-4 I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. My little children, of whom I travel in bed again and again, until Christ be formed in you. Praise the Lord. Please, let's take the prayer together. That was Galatians 4.19. Pardon me, please. Dear Father, I pray, 
I break the influence of Satan over my family members, friends, and others around the world who aren't yet born again. I pray that their minds and hearts are open to the Lord as the light of the glorious gospel shines with great intensity into their hearts to embrace the grace of God for their salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. We are going over to the New Testament reading for today's devotion, and we are still in the book of Ephesians chapter 3. We'll start from 1. Praise God. The message. Caption, the secret plan of God. This is why I, Paul, am in jail for Christ, having taken up the course of you, outsiders, so-called. I take it that you are familiar with the parts I was given in God's plan for including everybody. I got the inside story on this from God himself, just as I wrote it, I wrote you in brief. For as you read over what I've written to you, you will be able to see for yourselves into the mysteries of Christ. None of your ancestors understood this. Only in our time has it been made clear by God's spirit through his holy apostles and prophets of this new order. The mystery is that people who have never heard of God and who, who's, who, and those who have heard of him all their lives, what I've been calling outsiders and insiders, stand on the same ground before God. They get the same offer, same help, same promises in Christ Jesus. The message is accessible and welcoming to everyone across board. Seven. This is my life work, helping people understand and respond to this message. It came as a shared gift to me, a real surprise. God handling all the details when it came to presenting the message to people who had no background in God's way. I was the least qualified of any of the available Christians. God saw to me that I was equipped, but you can be sure that it had nothing to do with nat my natural abilities. It's and so here I am, preaching and writing about things that are way over my head, the inexhaustible riches and generosity of Christ. My task is to bring out in the open and make plain what God, who created all this in the first place, have been doing in secret and behind the scenes all along. True followers of Jesus, like yourselves, gathered in churches, this extraordinary plan of God is becoming known and talked about even among the angels. 11. All this is proceeding along lines planned all along by God and then executed in Christ Jesus. When we trust in him, we are free to say whatever needs to be said, both to go wherever we need to go. So don't let my present trouble on your behalf get you down. Be proud. 14. My response is to get down on my knees before the Father, this magnificent Father who passes out all heaven and earth. I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit, not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength. That Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. And I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, 
you will be able to take in with all followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breadth, test its length, plump the depths, rise to the heights, live full lives, full in the fullness of God. 20. God can do anything, you, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by walking within us, his spirits deeply and gently within us. Glory to God in the church. Glory to God in the Messiah in Jesus. Glory down all the gener generations. Glory through all millennia. Oh, yes. Praise the Lord. We have come to the end of today's New Testament reading. I'll say a big thank you to Esteem Stamaka for the Rhapsody of Fancy segments and for this opportunity. Do have a prolific day, everybody. God bless you and I love you. Who is taking the Old Testament? Can you hear me now? Okay, I guess. Please go ahead. Okay. Good morning once again. Welcome to the Old Testament segment. So today we'll be reading Isaiah chapter 19, 20, 21, and 22. Caption, anarchy and chaos and killing. A message concerning Egypt. Says, watch this God riding on a fast moving cloud, moving in on Egypt. The God idols of Egypt shudder and shake Egyptians paralyzed by panic. God says, I will make Egyptian fight Egyptian, brother fights brother, neighbor fights neighbor, city fights city, kingdom fights kingdom, anarchy and chaos and killing. I will knock the wind out of the Egyptians. They won't know. They won't know coming from going. They will go to their god idols for answers. They will conjure ghosts and hold sciences, desperate for answers. But I will turn the Egyptians over to a tyrant most cruel. I'll put them under the rule of a mean, merciless king. Decree of the master, God of the angel armies. The river Nile will dry up. The riverbed baked dry in the sun. The canals will become stagnant and stink. Every steam touching the Nile dry up. River vegetation will rot away. The banks of the Nile baked clay. The riverbed hard and smooth. River grasses dried up and gone with the wind. Fishermen will complain. And the fishing's been ruined. Textile workers will be out of work. All weavers and workers in linen and cotton and wool dispirited, depressed in their forced idleness. Everyone who works for a living, jobless, the princes of Zoan are fools, the advisors of Pharaoh, stupid. Yes, how could any of you dare tell Pharaoh, trust me, I am wise, I know what is going on. Why? I am descended from the old wisdom of Egypt. Hmm. There is not a wise man or woman left in the country. If there were, one of them would tell you what God of the angel armies has in mind for Egypt. As it is, the princes of Zoan are all fools, and the princes of Memphis, idiots. The honored pillars of your society, 
have led Egypt into detours and dead ends. God has scrambled their brains. Egypt's, Egypt has become a falling down in his own vomit drunk. Egypt is useless. Past help, a sinner, doddering old feet. On that day, Egyptians will be like hysterical schoolgirls, screaming at the first hint of action from God of the angel armies. Little Judah will strike terror in Egyptians. Say Judah to an Egyptian and see panic. The word triggers fear of the God of the angel armies plan against Egypt on that day. More than one city in Egypt will learn to speak the language of faith and promise to follow God of the angel armies. One of these cities will be honored with the title City of the Sun. On that day, there will be a place of worship to God in the center of Egypt and a monument to God at its border. It will show how the God of the angel armies has helped the Egyptians when they cry out in prayer to God because of oppressors. He will send them help, a savior who will keep them safe and take care of them. God will openly show himself to the Egyptians and they will get to know him on that day. They will worship him seriously with sacrifices and offerings. They will make vows and keep them. God will wound Egypt first hit and then heal. Egypt will come back to God and God will listen to their prayers and heal them. Heal them from head to toe on that day. There will be a highway all the way from Egypt to Assyria. Assyrians will have free range in Egypt and Egyptians in Assyria, no longer rivals. They will worship together, Egyptians and Assyrians. On that day, Israel will take its place alongside Egypt and Assyria, sharing the blessing from the center. Brother John, oh, your voice, the volume of your voice reduced. Oh, really? Please take it again from verse 24. On that day, Israel will take its place alongside Egypt and Assyria, sharing the blessing from the center. God of the angel armies who blessed Israel will generously bless them all. Blessed be Egypt, my people. Blessed be Assyria, works of my, the work of my hands. Blessed be Israel, my heritage. Chapter 20, exposed to mockery and tears is a caption. In the year... The field commander sent by King Sargon of Assyria came to Ashdod and fought and took it. God of Isaiah, son of Amos, go take off your clothes and sandals. And Isaiah did it, going about naked and barefooted. Then God said, just as my servant Isaiah has walked around town naked and barefooted for three years as a warning sign, to Egypt and Ethiopia. So the king of Assyria is going to come and take the Egyptians as captives and the Ethiopians as exiles. He will take young and old alike and match them out of their naked and barefooted, exposed to the mockery and jeers, the bared buttocks of Egypt on parade. Everyone who has put hope in Ethiopia and expected help from Egypt will be thrown into confusion Everyone who lives along this coast will say, look at them, naked and barefooted, shuffling off to exile. And we thought they were our best hope that they would rescue us from the king of Assyria. Now, what is going to happen to us 
How are we going to get out of this? The betrayer betrayed is captured. Chapter 21. A message concerning the deserts at the sea. As tempests drive through the Negev desert, coming out of the desert, that terror-filled place, a hard vision is given me. The betrayer betrayed. Mm, the plunderer plundered. Attack Elam. Lay siege media. Persians attack. Attack Babylon. I'll put an end to all the mourning and groaning because of this news. I'm, uh, I'm doubled up in pain. Writhing in pain like a woman having a baby. Baffled by what I hear. Undone by what I see. Absolutely stunned or stricken. I had hoped for a relaxed evening, but it has turned into a nightmare. The banquet is spread, the guests reclining in luxurious ease, eating and drinking, having a good time, and then, to arms, princes, the fight is on. The master told me, go post a lookout, have him report whatever he spots. When he sees horses and wagons in battle formation, lines of donkeys and columns of camels, tell him to keep his ear to the ground. Note every whisper, every rumor. Just then, the lookout shouted, I'm at my post, master, sticking to my post day after day. And all through the night, I watched them come, the horses and wagons in battle formation. I heard them call out the world news in headlines, Babylon falling, falling, and all its precious God idols smashed to pieces on the ground. Dear Israel, you have been through a lot. You have been through the meal. The good news I get from God of the angel armies, the God of Israel, I now pass on to you. Verse 11, a message concerning Edom. A voice calls to me from the sea mountains of, in Edom. Night's watch. How long till daybreak? How long will this night last? The night's watchman calls back. Morning is coming. But for now, it's still night. If you ask me again, I'll give the same answer. Verse 13, a message concerning Arabia. You will have to camp out in the desert badlands, you caravans of Dedanites. Pour water to the thirsty. Greet fugitives with bread. Show your desert hospitality. You will live in Temar, the desert swarming with refugees, escaping the horrors of war. The master told me, hang on. Within one year, I'll sign a contract on it. The arrogant brutality of Kida, those hooligans of the desert will be over. Nothing much left of the Kedath Tors, the God of Israel, says so. In our last chapter of the day, chapter 22, caption, a country of cowards, a message concerning the valley of vision. What is going on here anyway? All this partying and noise making, shouting and cheering in the streets, the city noisy with celebrations. You have no brave soldiers to honor, to honor no combat heroes to be proud of. Your leaders were all cowards, captured without even lifting a sword. A country of cowards, captured, escaping the battle. Now verse 4, in the midst of the shouting, I said, let me alone, let me grieve by myself. Don't tell me it's going to be all right. These people are doomed. It's not all right. For the master God of the angel armies is bringing a day, noisy with mobs of people jostling and stampeding in the valley of vision, knocking down walls and hollering to the mountains. Attack! Attack! Old enemies, Elam and Kerr, arrive, armed to the teeth, 
weapons of and chariots and cavalry, your um, fine valleys are noisy with war, chariots and cavalry. Charging this way and that, God has left Judah exposed and defenseless. You assessed your defenses that day, inspected your arsenal weapons in the forest armory. You found the weak places in the city walls that needed repair. You secured the water supply at the lower pool. You took an inventory of the houses in Jerusalem and tore down some of some to get bricks to fortify the city wall. You built a large system to ensure plenty of water. You looked and looked and looked, but you never looked to him who gave you this city. Never once consulted the one who has long had plans for this city. Oh, the master God of Angel Amis called out on that day, called for a day of repentant tears, called you to dress in somber clothes of mourning. But what do you do? You throw a party, eating and drinking and dancing in the streets. You barbecue booze and sheep and throw a huge feast Slabs of meat, kegs of beer, seize the day, eat and drink. Tomorrow they die. God of the angel armies whispered to me his verdict on this frivolity. You will pay for this outrage until the day you die. The master God of the angel armies says so. Hmm. Now the kids of the Davidic heritage, verse 15. The master God of the angel armies spoke. Come, go to this steward Shibna who is in charge of all the king's affairs and tell him, what is going on here? You are an outsider here and yet you act like you own the place. Make a big fancy tomb for yourself where everyone can see it, making sure everyone will think you are important. God is about to sack you and throw you to the dogs. He'll grab you by the hair, swing you round around dizzily and then let you go, sailing through the air like a ball until you are out of sight, where you will land, nobody knows, and there you will die and all the stuff you have collected heaped on your grave. You have disgraced your master's house. You are fired and good riddance. On that day, I'll replace Shibna. I'll call my servant Eliakim, son of Hilkiah. I'll dress him in your robe and put your belt on him. I'll give him your authority. He'll be a father leader to Jerusalem, the government of Judah. I'll give him the key of the Davidic heritage. He will have the run of the place. Open any door and keep it open. Lock any door and keep it locked. I'll pound him like a nail into a solid wall. He will secure the Davidic tradition. Everything will hang on him. Not only the fate of Davidic descendants, but also the detailed daily operations of the house, including cups and cutlery. And then the day will come, says God of the angel arms, when that nail will come loose and fall out, break loose from the solid wall, and everything hanging on it will go with it. That is what will happen. God says so. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Praise God. Um, thank you so much, esteemed Brother John and Pastor Nye. Please, let's go ahead to mute our mics and take the affirmation. It's actually on the screen. In the name of the Lord Jesus, as wherever we are, we pray for us to be 
Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Congratulations, everyone. Um, we'll now go into our meditation segment. Praise God. Um, Kaba soto kubara da kaba shanta ila kaba hinti elekritis parado sala kabaya. Today's day twenty six, and the title for today, our theme is blessed with strength for all things. Blessed with strength for all things. Um. You know that there are many things that the Lord will call us to do in the course of our journey as Christians. And you have to know that whatever the Lord asks you to do, he's not depending on whether you know how to do it or you have the ability to do it. Um, he's depending on your reliability and your availability. So you're going to have to rely on him and then you're going to be available for him to use you. These are the things that 
matter to God in our work with him. So you have strength for all things. And if you look at the scripture for the day, the memory verse for the day, it's a scripture we all know, but we're taking it in the Amplified Classic Translation today, um, Philippians 4 and verse 13. You know it as I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. And he now explained what that means. It means that I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. A few days ago, I was asking you, I said, is it possible for the Lord Jesus to write an exam and fail, even if he did not read, he did not prepare for it? And you can then understand the realm of the greater blessings that Pastor was talking about. It's a realm that does not recognize natural limitations. Oh, I didn't study. Oh, the questions that came out in the exam, they did not teach us in our class. That's why I failed the exam. Those realms don't exist when you get to that realm of the greater blessings. He says, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. So it's no longer you. It's about the fact that Christ is living through you. If you have that mindset, you will face anything, anytime, any day. That's why he said, I'm ready. He said, I'm always ready for anything, no matter what comes at me. Even it cannot, it, 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 you know, to man, it will take man by surprise. But to me, it is not by surprise because I'm ready. I'm not powered by my own strength. I'm powered by God's strength. His sufficiency does not run out. He's all sufficient. And then if I am self-sufficient in his all sufficiency, this Christ all sufficiency, it's not possible that anything takes me by surprise. There's no disadvantage for the child of God who understands this thing. I'm equal to anything. I'm equal to anything. They told you that that job, um, they need 10 years experience. You don't have one year. I am equal to anything. You will get on the job. You will do it and you will do it better than those who have been in the industry for decades. If you understand this scripture, because somebody's next level is going to be activated today. You will not only get that job that you have applied for, and then someone here, you have to take the step of faith to apply for the job, even though you don't have the five years experience they're asking for. The Lord will put you words. You will know what to write. You will know what to say. When you show up at the interview, you will know what to say. They will take you and go there with boldness. Brothers and sisters, don't be afraid of the qualifications of man. Don't be afraid of the CV that man put up for you. Don't be afraid to go for any job because you feel like you do not qualify for it, humanly speaking. I am qualified for anything. If you understand the scripture, it says I'm equal to anything. Don't tell me that I cannot, I cannot do it. Don't tell me I'm not, it does, I, my experience does not equal to the experience needed on the job. I'm equal to anything. For anything, I'm ready. They said the contract will only be given to those who have done other contracts before. Or they'll be, it will only be given to those who have a capital base of 100 million or a capital base of a million dollars. And then you are looking at your account. It's almost in the zeros. Go for the job. Go for the contract and speak with boldness and tell them you can do it. 
It's time for us to live our lives as children of the King of Kings. It's time to show up knowing that the one who runs that company, the one who can close the company in the next minute is your boss, is your father. Any boss of any company is subject to God and God is your father. He's your shepherd and your best friend. No, just imagine now that, um, what company can I use? Let me use Chevron as an example because they are in several um, com um, um, countries. Let's say Chevron or Shell or Total. And then the, the, the MD of the whole total global, whole um, Chevron global, they say, oh, this contract they're not going to give to you. Then you're not here that your, your mentor, let me use your mentor as an example, or let's even say your father, your biological father, is the mentor of that person, the owner of total. That is, the owner of the total looks up to your father to take instructions from your father. And you just know that it's just one call from your father. And the MD will say, ah, that guy is my son. I know he doesn't really have all the um, qualifications and all of that, but he has integrity, he has character. Don't worry, I will help him and I will support him in everything that he needs to do. Oh, wow, sir. Oh, no, 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 sir. Consider it done. Is that not what the answer will be? I was talking about man. God is your father. And he's the monarch of the universe. Don't forget your interest registration affirmation. Say, you see, the first thing you say is, say, I, 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 you call your name and you say, I'm the daughter or I'm the son of the monarch of the universe. That's what you say, right? And then you say that you are the seed of Abraham. If you know what it means to be the seed of Abraham, I'm hoping that one of these days I'm going to be able to teach about it. The seed of Abraham. Brothers and sisters, Meditate on the scripture today and be ready for anything. And that thing that they told you you cannot do, go and do it. That place they say you cannot enter, go and enter it. That job they say you cannot get, go and get it. That contract they say they will not issue to you, go and get them to issue it to you. Go and collect it. And don't be casual about it. You have the right to everything in this world and you are, you are getting whatever you want. Praise God. All the details that you require for the meditation segment and to go through all your tasks, they are in the channel. If you're not on the channel, please click on the link posted on the chat room to join. Then join our online spaces. We have them all. You are, you are good if you go on this journey. We have so many structures to help you live a beautiful life. Take advantage of them and enjoy your life in Christ in this world. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, a few announcements um, just before we take the communion. Uh, we pray at um, 8 p.m. for the nations. Um, Global Day of Prayer is coming up this weekend, Friday and Friday and Saturday, and there'll be fasting on Friday and on Saturday. Healing streams in October begin to invite others, 27 to 29. Ensure you carry out all your tasks and post your scorecards on the um, respective groups. Praise God. First Corinthians 11, for I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to break bread. Oh, thank you for the life that you gave us the kingdom that you brought us into. As we break this bread, we affirm 
that we are equal to anything and we are ready for anything. We have strength for everything, for all things. And that which has been refused us before now, they will not pursue us with those things. We will have more options than we can choose from. Thank you for doors that have opened, gates of nations that have opened for those businesses. Thank you for those admissions that were reversed that are now being given to us. Thank you for scholarship for students in this house. They are equal to anything. They qualify for anything. By this bread, there is a qualification activated that has always been. But now it has come into being. And yes, we enjoy the benefits thereof in the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Please break the bread and eat it. Verse 25, after the same manner also, he took the cup when he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. These two years after she drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as he eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Dear Lord, we thank you. By this cup, you see, when we take the bread and the wine, you say, on whatever matter we break bread, you see, we will never lose. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We've won. We've won. On all matters of life, we've won. On that job, in that business, concerning that project, on that contract, in that marriage, in that academics, everything, in everything, Lord, we have won. We have won. We have won. We have won. Brother, sister, that matter, that case, it is now in your favor. You have won. Thank you, Father. It is so in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Okay, quickly, I'll bless the day, bless the offering. And then um, if your birthday is today, please just drop um, a message on the chat room. And then if you're joining us for the first time, let us know your name, where you are connected from and who invited you. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to give an offering on a daily basis. As we send our offerings to our churches, thank you because they are blessed. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and rolling over is given back to us in good measure. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for our day. It's a beautiful day for us, filled with miracles, filled with testimonies, filled with the exceeding of all our expectations, and filled with the reality of your word, experienced in every individual life in this house, in the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Glory to God. We thank you for all the celebrants, Lord. It is well with them, spirit, soul, and body. They find and fulfill purpose without reproach, and you perfect all that concerns them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Happy birthday to your sister, Sister Orena. Happy birthday to your son, Sister Bridget. Happy birthday to your friend, Sister Sharon. Sister Aliza, it's your birthday today. Happy birthday to you. Um... Chiponde, welcome to the house, invited by Sister Francisca from Zambia. We are glad to have you join us. Praise God. And the Lord's blessings rest with you. Sister Chipo, we invite you to join the family. I hope that you joined um, the groups. Please post the links again for Sister Chipo so that she can join the groups and join us in the things that we're doing. Welcome to the family. We're a group of friends, ton family, who do devotion together. Praise God. Sister Kikelomo, happy birthday to your mom. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
esteemed family, the day before you is a beautiful one. Ensure that you carry out your facts. Ensure that you enjoy your life in Christ. It's too important. Don't be a victim in life. Don't be a victim. And if you do these things, you know that one of the areas a lot of people face challenges a lot is in their finances. As much as you would grow, there's a place God brings you to. You don't have... Um, your financial challenges are really taken care of to a very large extent. And we, if we're talking about living in the land of more than enough, we have to get past having enough. And many don't even have enough. They don't have enough to get by. You have to leave that place. Do it by meditation. Take these things that we do seriously. Take the affirmation seriously. And when you are doing it, put yourself into it. Be passionate about what you are saying, about what you are doing. You will change the circumstances of your life. It was the same thing Pastor was talking about in Rema, right? Declaring Rema. God's greater blessings. All the messages have one silent theme through it all. Is this meditation thing. He has said so that we may boldly see. My brother, talk. My sister, talk. The more it feels overwhelming, the more you should talk. Some of you need to go beyond 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes in the evening. We've come to the end of today's devotion and I want to thank all the co-hosts for all the different segments handled and also thank you all for attending. Thank you for inviting your friends and thank you for staying in the word and growing in Christ. I'd like us to unmute our mics at this moment as we share the benediction. God bless you. And the grace of our Lord.